We put it off about as long as we could, but it's finally time to redo the raised beds. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's gotta be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of March 13, 2014. We're calling this the Great Raised Bed Do-Over. We think the raised beds were a good idea. In fact, I know, I think we know the raised beds yes, were a good idea. and we talked a good bit about why we did it and the, the plan that we used back when we, in our earlier podcast, when we first constructed them. But, there's a but there that, uh, well, we'll get to that. Why are we redoing them? That's the question. Um, let's talk for a second about what we liked about them. We liked the fact that we could use really good soil. We started out with Froggy Bottom, but, you know, we're building it up and, and um, building, you know, adding nitrogen through our cover crop, et cetera, and we've had less compaction. You're not even tempted to walk on Because you're never race. tempted to walk on no. the soil. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, none of our visitors is ever tempted to walk on the soil, and so they stay nice and fluffy, which is great for the plants. Uh, the level, the, the growing surface surfaces stay level. Which is one reason that we... Um, needed to put in the raised beds to begin with is because we're farming on somewhat of a slope and this allows our soil and water to stay where we put it. And that makes a huge difference. The main advantage of the raised beds is in weed control. We've talked at length about the problems we were running into trying to grow on the surface and how the weeds tend to encroach from the aisles into the rows. That problem is basically gone now with the raised beds. We still have to weed and we still have to stay vigilant about the weeds, but we don't have the problem of having the weeds come in from the from the walking surfaces. That's right. And uh, and we do plan to stay vigilant about that. So why are we redoing them? Moles and voles, mostly the latter, voles. We have moles that have created all these tunnels. I mean, you can just walk on the soil and feel it give beneath your feet for, for all the mole tunnels. And that is creating, uh, as we've said before, the interstate highway for voles. They don't even have to dig. They just conveniently you know, pick up a mole tunnel, and they're right there in my bed eating my vegetation. It's driving me crazy. We have 16 16 foot long beds. Um, four of them we were prescient enough to rig with hardware cloth. So those four are already taken care of. That leaves 12. We're leaving one with the same loose sheet of hardware cloth it's always had, and it has perennial leaks and walking onions, which so far, at least knocking on wood, don't seem to be appealing to the voles. Right. So we're leaving that bed alone. That leaves 11 beds that we are pulling and retrofitting. All right. And thank goodness we have your brother Tom's help. I just don't think we could do this. He he was instrumental in helping us to begin with to build the, the original raised beds. And he's kind enough to want to come back and do this again. God bless him. I know. He's and really Tom good, too. really helpful. He's He's really good at sort of standing in the bow of the ship and looking out and saying, okay, now let's be careful about this. Uh, what are we going to do when we get to that point? 
and that is so helpful. There's so much leveling that has to happen, so much um, precision. Well, he helped you build the raised beds to begin with, and we are able to reuse the framework of the beds from before. Oh, sure. So that's helpful. Yeah, um, and so we start by pulling all the drip tape, which we've done now, and you've been busily transplanting strawberries from number 10 bed to number 2 bed. Uh, we will not have the complete coverage of strawberries in number 2 that we had in number 10, but we should have a good stand. It's looking pretty good, and, and this is something that I've never tried before, and we'll see if it works. I discovered, and we've talked about this, I think, previously, that our um, strawberries from last year produced daughter plants, which had taken over that bed, number 10. And uh, we were just going to let that go this year and see what happened. Well, once we decided to redo all these beds, that's one of them and it needed redoing. And so um, what I was able to do is go through and extricate the daughter plants and transplant them into a bed that already has vole protection. So, so far, so good. So far, so good. And when you say transplant them, you were able to transplant a significant portion of them. Yes. And we lost some. We lost some, but what I'm in the process of working on is even the ones that are we don't have room for in that bed, um, I am going to um, heal in and repot and either save for later, share with friends, um, contribute to the plant sale if they survive. We'll just have to see. Okay. Uh, and now we've got a bed full of garlic that we've now decided needs to be in, involved in the retrofit. And you told me that you don't have a particular bed that you, where you're going to put it. It just has to get scattered here and I there. I don't have a bed left because all the other beds are either filled with other plants, but there are a few gaps, and that's where I'm going to put them, or they are the beds that are being dismantled. So, um, yeah, that's the problem. And just to let people in on our little dialogue about it, until yesterday, I was just dead set against even redoing that bed, I was saying. Um, that one and the bed just north of it, because it was going to be hard to get to that one. I say, let those two beds just stay. I'll take my chances, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what happened is I, I was, yesterday was when I did the bulk of the transplanting of the strawberries. And I went and started digging around to get ready to put strawberries in to the bed just north of the garlic bed and already found vole tunnels in that bed. So I said, okay, it's war. I'm declaring war on the voles. And, and the only reason that we were holding off doing it is you wanted, you just hated to uproot that garlic. And I have been campaigning for a while, hey, this is you're you're being short sighted. It really looks pretty. <laughs> it does. It looks so gorgeous. And it's a shame. But I did some research about transplanting garlic and I'm hoping I can make it work. I'm going to try. We know we have to approach each bed from the side to pick it up with the tractor. So that means we have to do one rank of beds at a time. Um, the I, th I think of a rank as a longitudinal um, stack of beds, for example, 13, 14, 15, and 16 are a rank. Placed end to end. Might placed be end way. to end. Yeah. Thank you. That does help. So we, we do them one rank at a time. Uh, we lift up the bed, move it over to the side of the garden, 
then we scoop up enough soil to leave a nice smooth travel pathway there. Then we pile up that soil in the rear of Veg Hill. We've got a big old pile of soil back in the back of Veg Hill right now. Then we lift up the next rank of beds and repeat that process. So we have now lifted uh, all the beds. All 11 beds have been lifted. Um, then, uh, and we have one, I guess, yeah, two of the beds still need to be smoothed out and one of those has the garlic and yeah, the reason we're just you waiting have for you to right it, it's kind of sitting there in the same shape as it was in the raised bed it may be hard to to picture this but there's just no uh wood frame around it so it's sitting there waiting for me to get out there hopefully tomorrow sometime and um pr what i plan to do actually is wet that garlic down really thoroughly with a with a garden hose um i did um, some research, as I said, and, and one of the sites mentioned that if you're wanting to transplant the garlic without damaging the roots, which of course you don't want to do, uh, get it good and wet like it's mud, get your, your soil to the consistency of mud, and hopefully those roots will come right out. Oh, I didn't, I hadn't really focused on that. What that means is I'm going to lose a lot of that soil. Well, oh, because it'll just wash away. Yeah might sorry <laughs> i may need to put that bed back in place well we can see we can because if see. we put the bed back in place then it won't wash away quite mm -hmm. so badly yeah that's an option let's talk about that some more and see if we can justify doing that because that i'd hate to just start wetting you know just start pummeling that bed with with the hose with no confining boards it'll just wash down all over the garden i'm afraid okay um so when we finished that process then we are ready to replace the beds in the reverse order so the last bed to come out is six and it'll be the first one to go back in and the beds have to be aligned or we want them aligned for aesthetic reasons. We we want to, when you look at them from the top of the garden, we want to have a straight line. We don't want it to be crooked or, or undulating or anything else. We want it to be a straight line. And for reasons we've already discussed, they also have to be level. So that's a somewhat tedious process of getting those beds back in. Which you you did that the first time as well. What's new this time is that you'll be adding hardware cloth to the bottom of every one of them. And now we're, we should be able to do it a little more easily than we did before for two reasons. One is that I have special ordered hardware cloth that is five feet wide instead of four feet wide, which means I can now unroll one strip of hardware cloth to cover a bed and then we you know we have to cut it at the ends and it has to be adapted around the four by four posts and that sort of thing but it's a whole lot easier to unroll one strip than to do what we were doing before which is to run strips horizontally across the bed and we were end up having to run i think four strips to make it work and just to clarify in case someone didn't hear when we initially constructed all 16 raised beds, we do have four raised beds that already 
have the hardware cloth that were done exactly as you said. Right. It was not wide enough hardware cloth, and so you had to do that Right. Piecing. Had to sort of piece it together. Yeah, yeah. Now we won't have to piece it together. We'll be able to unroll one strip of it and cover the bed. The other advantage we have this time is instead of using the old hand arrow stapler that I had on hand, I have splurged and purchased a pneumatic stapler. And we'll pull the compressor out to Veg Hill, run a long air hose from it, and be able to use that air stapler, and it'll go a lot faster, I hope. Well, you did a demonstration for me the other day with the pneumatic stapler, and it looked pretty good, pretty efficient. Yeah. And uh, once we have the the hardware cloth added, then we are ready to add the soil, uh, which we'll do, of course, and try to get that nice and level and pretty and fluffy. And then we'll come back later after everything is in and reinstall the drip irrigation system. We Now that we are pulling three of the four beds in that uh, next to last rank, it doesn't make any sense not to go ahead and pull the, the trunk line for the whole uh, system of two ranks there, which means we're basically redoing all the drip irrigation. And I know that's a pain, too. I, you know, it's almost as easy to do that as it would be to try to tack on to it. And I'm smarter now about how to do it, so maybe this time I'll do it better. Well, it's it, it, we always hate doing a redo of anything. You know, to say, we've already done this. Why are we having to reinvent the wheel? But we really felt we had no choice. The voles were so devastating. Um, and just, in fact, I'll give one example. I had planted rutabagas last fall, and we have enjoyed those rutabagas all winter, and they have that nice, if, if anyone out there knows either because they've grown them themselves or they've gone to the store and purchased a rutabaga, they have some pretty um, gnarly, <laughs> solid, um, stiff, covering on them they're very thick and so gnarly that you were getting a little cocky yes i was cocky but as i harvested the last of the rutabagas the other day in preparation for redoing the raised beds i pulled one up that was all eaten by a vole and they must have really sharp little teeth they're like field mice you know but they had gnawed through and eaten most of it and it just completely validated the decision to do this and luckily, that's the only rutabaga I lost this year, but it was a it was a teachable moment for me. I learned that we've got to do and this. We were well on our way to losing more, so we hope this will do the trick. So far, we have not had any vole damage in a bed that is equipped with that hardware cloth. Right. So we hope this is the solution that will protect us. Um, we understand that not everyone has this struggle. Not quite sure why it's been such a problem for us, but it has been. So that's what we're doing. So that's our report about the uh, great raised bed do-over. We hope that your growing is going smoothly and that you are enjoying the work you do. We look forward to visiting with you next week. Take care. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. 
Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.